Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to World War III has already started. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Wednesday, February 22nd in the year 2023. There's a real perception going on in our media, which is a distortion, which we obviously know. They never tell the truth. But the fact of the matter is they're trying to make us believe that there's an escalation to war. The problem is war has already begun. We just have to reclassify what war is because they want you to believe that the only type of war is nuclear war. And that's the fear porn that's going on to keep you distracted on so many different levels. We're going to dig into all of that tonight. Patriots, one thing that is very critical and is very real is the pressing threat from our government and all the agencies as they continue to try to use in domestic war against us through many unconventional means to disrupt the financial system and to disrupt our food systems. Make sure you're doing everything you can at this moment to preserve the wealth that you've worked so hard to earn and God has given you to steward. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. Check it out, Patriots. Texting BARDS 989898. You will not be disappointed. The most popular promo code on the web. Patriots, just a quick note. Tomorrow night, Bards FM, we're going to be having Bishop Wellington Boone on. He is an amazing man. I met here when I was at the conference out here in North Carolina. And he is working with a very aggressive approach towards, and a very unique approach towards bringing everybody to bridge the difference between this racial divide between black and white looking at it through a biblical lens. It's a very good interview. I hope you'll be there. It's a good show. Tonight's Bards uh, Fishers will be run by me. Tomorrow, um, Bended Knee and Fishers will be run by Duncan. And then Friday, I'll be back for all three shows as I travel back tomorrow. 
Patriots, we are truly in an interesting time right now, and it's a time that we have to be prepared for just about anything. Lots of instability. Now, one of the people I respect immensely in the financial market, he's very careful in what he says. His data is always solid, and he's been the one that has uncovered the damage of the VAX, which has been Edward Dowd. He's been using financial data to establish very clearly that there is, it is just devastating our millennial class, as they've seen an increase of upwards of 1,400% in death rates and mor- morbidity. But these words that he put out day before yesterday should stir everybody to a preparedness of something big coming. Take a listen. And also the stock market is on a razor's edge right now. I, I don't like to make predictions, but if I had to guess, the stock market's going to fall apart in the next week or two. Listen to those words. The stock market is supposed to fall apart in the next week or two, or could, he should say. He would not be surprised if it did. And that's coming from Edward Dowd. He's openly very conservative on his predictions because he knows his words since he was a former fund manager for BlackRock, his words will literally shake the market. That's Those are big words coming. But there's so many things that are in motion that are that all this clamoring is starting to point to. One of the things to keep in mind is the stock market has a very emotional side to it. And there are a couple of competing issues going on. One is the emotional support or emotional trust in the dollar. On a global level, we're seeing an emotional trust in the dollar decline or people beginning to question And just so we're clear, I've had an opportunity to deal with one of U.S.'s top economists here and have some amazing conversations. Well, one of the things that I have learned and really become aware of is just how underpinned the entire global economy is with the dollar. Almost every single country's debt in the world is underpinned or underwritten with U.S. dollars regardless. And there is an amazing economic war waging right now and before our very eyes. China is on the cusp of a massive collapse economically. And that will lead likely to instability, chaos, potentially war choices, and also ultimately, in my opinion, and he shares that, we just don't necessarily agree on the exact timeline, but that China will ultimately break up. And it will be it will break up as we know it. When we go to the European model, there's a great deal of things going on there as we start to see NATO has drained down a large percentage of its supplies and enable an ability to protect itself. They've been waging that war against Russia, and Russia, in my opinion, has been drawing them into a major trap to draw them down as Russia is preparing to launch a counteroffensive in, in Ukraine, which will likely suck NATO into that vortex. All of this, though, is pinned around finances. Russia has not been pinned to the Western banking system, as we know, and Russia has also been using developing its gold-backed ruble and a new monetary exchange system. Now, on the global level and size of economies, Russia is a small economy compared to the U.S. economy, and China is not does not have the depth of the economy that the U.S. does, even though we have an enormous amount of industry stuck in China. But the war isn't being waged purely on those levels, because this war, as we know very well, is is using a fifth dimension concept of warfare, which is using a very indirect and asymmetric method of fighting the U.S., and we're under a deep threat. One of the biggest problems we have is the majority of our government has been seized and is, a, and is a, itself a, a conspiratorial group against the U.S. citizen. They are truly a tyranny. Notice how little clamoring is coming out of D.C. as they talk about whether it's war with Russia or whether it's the idea of food shortages for the public or infrastructure destruction that's happening across the United States. 
Nobody in D.C., even the congressmen that we're supposed to be able to trust, are saying anything about that. They're focused on the other directional things like, oh, guess what? We need to worry about Hunter Biden's laptop or we need to worry about something else with another agency. But the real core issues down to the American people are not being addressed. The closest we got to having somebody at least acknowledge the issues with the U.S., with the people of the United States, the citizens of the United States, and I do give him a hat tip to this, is President Trump, who went to East Palestine, brought water at his own expense to bring water to the public. And he, he met with people to hear their concerns and has asked to send forward the truth that they find out. Now, just as a footnote to that, Lieutenant P- Colonel Pete Chambers, who has been on this show, and it took the information that Dr. Lee Merritt and I have put together with our research on East Palestine. He went up with his own team to do his own research, has written a report, which I've seen and has been sent to President Trump. So at least there is some truth going to that man and, and hopefully bypass some of his gatekeepers that are around him that continue to fan the flames of the insanity of, of D.C. But we have a real problem of leadership in our nation, and we're heading into a real crisis. And in this time... The, the things around us, the challenges around us are getting real, very real. So with that said, also let me acknowledge food because food is a critical piece in, our, in this equation and it's not something you want to be short of. Patriots, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape and bailing wire? It sure seems like it. Every day, we're thrown new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I mean tasty, meals with over 2,000 calories per day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is our only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go, with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, as I have said, food security is the foundation for personal sovereignty. Check it out today. Food can't be understated how important it is to get this done right. Make sure that you do have supplies because this, as we're seeing in East Palestine, when food shortage gets get, and when things get tight, it's very difficult to get supplies in a place. And if people are relying on the on the arrival of FEMA, forget it. We've already seen that response. This should be looked at as a test run for the potential things that are going to happen in the United States and East Palestine. So what we're witnessing is exactly what you can expect from the U.S. government. Now, with that in mind, also keep in that riots are their hope. This is the idea. They're in a very critical place right now where so much truth is percolating up. And always to qualify they, they are those that are pulling the strings of this whole mess that we're in. But they also include everybody in government, many people in education, many, many lawyers. They include elements in our military. They include people on Wall Street and the bankers above them that are ultimately pulling the strings on this whole fiasco we're in to try to break the public, to bring them into a corporate structure of tyrannical control, and to force the public to submit to their new tyrannical rules that bypass the Constitution. 
when you look back on COVID, which is important to frame it this way, the COVID con was run through corporate relationships, not through the Constitution. That's how they bypass so much. And what do I mean by that? The Washington, D.C. is a corporation of the United States. Each state is a corporation housed in their little state capital. Each county is a, often is a corporation, most are, and most cities are a corporation. And then you have your, your actual corporate partners. So when you're hearing things like corporate-private partnership or public-private partnership, you're hearing the wording of how corporations are actually working together to bypass the Constitution, and that's exactly what they have done. Now, this issue with, with what's going on in Ukraine is important. We are not getting a lot of information about our border. We're not getting much information about China. It's there, but it's hard to find. And these things are always where they want you to look. So they're making a lot of noise around Ukraine. But there's a lot of real issues going on in Ukraine as well, which is Russia's position. If you haven't been listening to Russia's speeches, I played part of one last night. President Putin has established this war as a righteous war against a satanic-controlled empire in the West. He's called upon his religious leaders. He's called out the destruction of the family in the West. He has called for the destruction of pedophilia and the fact that the, that the West is trying to mainstream pedophilia. He's targeted those very Christian values, which we are witnessing before us, that are being forced upon us. And he's calling for his country to prepare to defend against it and to destroy it. He has literally seized his country in a righteous war. He's also called for a meeting with China. And my expectations on that will likely be relationships on their southern border. But I would also not, as I was mentioning last night, don't be at all surprised if you see a counter, a dual offensive or dual front war to try to sever us from Taiwan. And at the same time, as Russia will move to take total control of Ukraine and likely move into Europe. None of those things you're going to find me pushing back on because of our involvement in Taiwan and Europe is, is not positive. We have to start facing a greater narrative that we are not the savior of the world, but we have been the keepers and enslavers of the world using bioweapons labs as one of the issues of blackmail or extortion to force people into the U.S. dollar. Now, interestingly, today, Iraq has agreed to start taking Chinese yuan in payment for oil. That's a fairly big shift because what the Chinese are working very hard to do is to grab a evaluation of the yuan that allows people to see that they can, in fact, buy greater goods, important goods like oil, with its currency. Without that, the Chinese are not going to be able to get the world to attach or to align with its currency. And that's a big fight because China really doesn't have any strength in its currency other than the U.S. backing and the U.S. trade. So a lot of things are in play right now, and there's a lot of countries that are all on the brink of a major collapse. Almost every single country in the world is maxed on debt, cannot take any more debt. So the entire global system that's pinned on this fake dollar, it's the debt system of the U.S. Federal Reserve, is on the brink of complete and total implosion. So if we do see Wall Street slide or make a major adjustment, even though we may be able to recover, many countries will sink. We can literally absorb 30% inflation, but the problem is on a global level, that can cause absolute riots, chaos, and total overthrows of government. I say all those things to be prepared for a very tumultuous time that lies ahead and is right before us. One of the things that's interesting is we continue to have these issues of spontaneous collapse or tipping of, our, of these tanker trucks. 
and it's highly suspicious, and also the burning of factories. So we have a number of things going on. Just take a listen to some of these reports. Bedford, Ohio had a metal factory burn. We had, as well, we have a, uh, we have firefighters were battling a massive fire at the industrial facility um, in Florida. That was another one. We had another tanker crash in Union Pacific in Hazmat Crew, which is was out on the scene in, in one of our rural towns, Nebraska. And then we had another massive smoke and fire and burning of a lumber storage yard in Wilmington, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. We had a, a fire going on in West Virginia, which is a manufacturing of an alloy plant. We had, these are just ongoing. Okay, and this is the thing. Essentially, we're looking at an unbelievable level of internal conflict going on. It's spontaneous combustion. You know what I'm saying. These are these are domestic actions to destabilize and gut our industrial base. And though they may not be the core industrial areas, these are massive facilities that are going to ultimately affect supply chains, and they're ultimately going to affect our ability to perform and quickly and respond to a state of war. We are in a state of war. That's the first thing I want to be very clear on because this war began the minute that President Trump put his foot in office, but it actually began under Obama. And if we want to take it back even further, the first moment of declaration of war was 9-11 with the inside job between Mossad, the CIA, and our government to try to destroy the buildings and to force us into the Patriot Act to give up our free will and our much more of our Constitution. But as we moved into this next, this kind of what they see as the final phase of this war, that began in 2016. And this war has been ongoing. And what we're seeing now is the surfacing of what would be the covert war into the public eye as we witness so many things burning around us. Ultimately, this is the war on our domestic soil that we've never seen or never known. And even though this is going to sound harsh, it's probably the healthiest thing that's ever happened to America. We need to wake up to the realization of who we are and the types of people that are running this government, which is nothing more than a a cabal of evil. And unfortunately, the side effects of being complacent for so long are the side effects we're seeing today, which is the destruction of so many critical facilities and critical infrastructure as we move forward. But they seem to be continuing in preparation for more fights and more destruction of the environment. Remember that the environmental issues that they're creating fall under the WHO, World Health Organization, and the Agenda 2030, which would allow them to use things like eminent domain to seize property and water and force people off the land to try to get them to consolidate into these 15-minute cities. None of this will be quick in their agenda, but relatively quick in perspective of the length of war. We've seen an amazing movement already of so many tankers, these railroad tankers collapsing and flipping over. There's more coming on that or potentially. The benefit, though, to the information war that we're in is that as people are sharing knowledge, more and more people are waking up quickly or becoming more aware of what's in their environment. Don't underrate ever the the locals that are like farmers and so forth that aren't active on social media. Their eyes are open. They're paying attention. And here's a great example of some of an alert that's been put out in California. Take a listen. Hey everybody, this is Dahl Arnson with the Alaska Patriot Network. I am visiting California and I am here with one of the local ranchers and I was brought out to this field in Stanislaw County, California and 
this is the center of like the heartland of the the nut industry the almond industry the pecan or not pecans i'm sorry almond walnut uh cattle uh there's not a lot out here folks and yesterday we were at a gathering and we were alerted by another rancher that the railroad company some company they, that nobody knows which company this is has brought in hundreds of these railroad cars and you can just see the line of them here let me see make sure i'm getting it in the shot sorry getting this in the shot now it, on the on the cars they say liquid odorless liquid petroleum gas now they are loaded the, the they're riding low on their axles they're double and triple deep on the switchback and and this is important because these ranchers this is unprecedented in this area no, none of them they're like what the hell is this why are they bringing this into the you know heart of nowhere I mean, unless you own land here or you're in the know-how, you don't know that this is this is here right now. And like I said, this is just the end of this line. I'll make sure I'm getting these cars in here. And it goes on for miles. There's hundreds of these cars filled with an unknown liquid in the middle. Now, what's significant about this is just over, you know, a few miles over is the main water pipeline that goes into San Francisco. This also abuts two important uh, in agricultural uh, rivers that feed this agricultural valley. So we don't quite know what's going on. Remember the rule, control the water or control the food, control the people, control the energy, control a country control the money, control the world. That is really the agenda and, and tactics that they're working on. And part of this as well is to try to contaminate water. Now, to what degree, we don't really know. One of the things that's fairly clear is that China wants our farmland. It's an interesting juxtaposition they're in because they are facing a cataclysmic issue on their horizon. And here's a couple of the reasons of the, of the motives on this one. One is that they are looking at a food scarcity as they come into this next year. They're not able to produce enough food for themselves. They're also in a massive energy need. They're importing over 30% and probably more like 60% of their current oil needs. And all of that's, most of that's channeling through one very narrow strait down south of Indonesia. Now, I, really, I bring that up because with all the clamoring that's going on about we're going to go to war with China, China's going to start dropping nuclear bombs and rockets China has a strategic vulnerability that I will assure you that if we get into war, that's the first place that that, that strait of about two and a half miles would be shut down and China's complete engine would drop overnight. So China's not in an economic position or economic stability to be able to fight a full-on war with the United States. Russia doesn't, I don't believe, wants to. But the reality is that when you start to use nuclear weapons in our media, and that's who's the ones that's pushing that narrative, all they're trying to do is keep you in a state of fear and keep your eyes away from where the real war is. The fact is that the war that we're really fighting is domestically right now. And that is a, both an informational war and it's a war of preparedness for hard times to come. We absolutely have a mission, everybody out here, to make sure that your homes are prepped and that you have food for at least 90 days, ideally six months and even more ideally a year. 
and that you have an ability to grow some of your own food and you have a plan to move past the dependencies on the on the supermarket and other things, whether that's buying local, whether that's using barter and trade, or whether that's being able to provide all that you need for yourself. But ty- economic times are showing that it's, there's going to be a major disruption. Now, if that disruption is we have two countries, and here's just an e- easy snapshot, if you have both Russia and China competing now against the U.S. dollar, there's a certain point where that will break. And it won't be for the benefit of anybody globally, but that disruption is ultimately what's going to have to happen if we're going to reset this world as we intend to do, in particular with the United States getting back to its constitutional ways. There has to be a massive reset, and the Tower of Babylon must fall. And the Tower of Babylon is woven into every single country, literally, in the world through dollars. Our war, though, is far greater than just resources. One of the things we continue to fight in this domestic war is the cultural war and the war on children. Take a listen to this piece from a teacher at a school. Hi, Miss Luna, activist teacher here again. And I just wanted to share with you guys about how I am starting a new uh, communist lunch program in my classroom. So what I've been noticing is that my white privileged kids, they have much better lunches than my BIPOC students. So I wanted to make sure everything was more equitable in my class. So we started having a communist style lunch. So what I do is I ask all of the kids to put their lunches all together um, every item of their lunch inside of a basket. And then at lunchtime, I distribute it all equally to them so that they can all have um, a uh, more equitable lunches. And I have this one white privileged student and he's always complaining to me that he's getting the hummus and carrot sticks while the other kids are getting, the BIPOC kids are getting the six pack of Oreos. And I tell him, you know, even though I am doing my best to make this equitable, we also have to make up for 300 years of oppression. Now, in fairness, that could easily be a clown or it could be a, a troll and I, because I don't have the origin source of it. But I do want to make a point that that mentality we've already seen within our school system. So whether that is an actual real statement to what someone's doing or just another, if it, even if it's a troll to the, what they're doing, the fact is that teachers have been compliant with so many issues of destroying our children, whether it's CRT, whether it's the racial training that they're getting, whether it's Common Core or whether it's the queer training they're getting, they are all looking at a war against our children and justifying this terms in terms of equity and this progressive nonsense of this agenda. All of it is centered around taking God out of our lives. And don't forget that just this last week, we had the world One World Religion Center open up in Dubai. This is a very real issue, and the only way we're ultimately going to get through this is to be understand that our actions locally are where the battlefront is. That's where your front lines are. And what makes this war extremely difficult in our times is it's truly what we call asymmetric. And in the fifth generation model of warfare, there's no uniformed enemy. And in fact, most of the war in the fifth generation model are things that are non-kinetic, meaning economics, meaning your mind, meaning the, the perception of information. Furthermore, don't forget that we have AI deployed now in the open, which is becoming more and more common, and the powers of AI are far greater than people understand. I saw a video today of AI literally being used as they scan an individual, and by the way, this was five or six years old. They were scanning an individual and able to impose him into an active game, an NBA game, so that he was actually the player and not somebody else. 
That is super important because that means that a lot of what we are seeing on TV is not real. And we've said this for a long time in the terms that you're watching a movie, but the information that we're getting is harder and harder to put together in a framing, especially visual. I can't stress that enough because the visual information that is out here is intended to distort. That's a lot of what we had talked about with East Palestine. It's a lot of what's been confirmed from East Palestine, that the situation in East Palestine, while it is bad at the moment, may not be as bad as the media is fanning, and especially since they have paid trolls and paid shills going out here and doing this sort of thing to make it look like essentially like a crisis actor, that there's more to it than there is. Again, not taking anything away from East Palestine folks that are going through a difficult time. But there is a discussion about how long and what's the duration of this chemical spill up there. That's going to relate to everything in our environment. One thing that is real is that the information war, the awareness of what's going on is spreading, and it's spreading aggressively. Take a listen to this piece from an Irish MP talking about Nord Stream Pipeline Just a caution, at the end of the piece, there is some language to be aware of. Take a listen. Only last September, Commission President von der Leyen stated that it was paramount to now investigate the Nord Stream pipeline attack and that any deliberate disruption of active European energy is unacceptable and will lead to the strongest possible response. The strongest possible response. Well, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter Seymour Hirsch probably the most legendary investigative journalist alive, just published a report that presents detailed claims that, on President Biden's orders, the US, with Norway's help, blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. Hirsch has a long track record of journalistic integrity. This was a premeditated terrorist attack on European critical infrastructure. It was also environmental terrorism. Does the EU care? Do you need to know who did it, or do you want to know? Hirsch says the US did it. Did you just ask him? Did you just ask him to do it? Or, or do you just ask them questions anymore? Have we become so subservient? Has the EU become so subservient to US empire? They just can't even ask him if they did it? Is it a fucking joke? This is what is fortunately is happening, and that this overextension of power, which is centered on the banking systems and the money, ultimately is, and the U.S. leverage of military might is starting to wear on everybody globally. One reality that is here, regardless of a person's position on on nation states, is that globally this awakening is causing mass amounts of pushback on governments all over. There is the importance of connecting us as people cannot be understated. We all have to start realizing how much more powerful we literally are as one body. And that's why they are working so hard at highlighting the instances of division. In truth, on the ground, I don't know what the real numbers of instances are of racial division. The problem is that there are groups of people out there that are so angry about their situation, they are being easily manipulated by the concepts of division and then becoming an amplifier to the small core of insurgents, even if they're insurgents that are paid, that are creating the perception of of racial division and hate between us. This is literally a war of perception. I can't under, I can't state that enough. It's what we believe. And in that, as we believe in the perception, we literally live into the perception. We have to get to a real core of what the truth is. And one truth is, is undisputable. 
is that within the body of Christ, we are all expected to be working together and we are all unique. But as you take God out of the schools and God out of the other programs, we start to see how complex things get and how quickly things can seemingly fall apart. Now, just to give you some reassurance on the current commander in chief in the, the house of the, of the land of puppets, this should give you all sorts of courage in what's going forward. Would we respond or would we look the other way? Would we be strong or would we be weak? Would we, you, we, would, would we the, all of our allies, would be united or divided? Would we be, be, And I'm also glad to report that apparently all of us are in unison with Ukraine. All across my country, in big cities and small towns, Ukrainian flags fly from American homes. (laughs) I'm still looking for that place. Haven't found it yet. I'll let you know if I do find. But here's the real deal here is that we are in a real tension issue in Ukraine. My concern, though, I keep saying is what else do they not want us to see? We are not seeing any reporting coming out of the border issue, though we know it's very active. Texas has mobilized its National Guard. It has its rangers, Texas rangers. It has its Texas assets defending the border. We have the border opening up in Arizona to create a pretty much a free passage through there. Border Patrol has dismally responded to the obedience of illegal laws, and I don't understand that. But if you're Border Patrol and you're not stepping outside of the, of the federal government and doing the job to protect America and you're listening to this administration, shame on you. It's time to defy. This is the only way we're going to take this nation back is defiance, not compliance with illegal orders or illegal laws that violate the Constitution. The Constitution is our guide. I don't care if your union tells you to do something. I don't care if your boss tells you to do something. I don't care if the United States president, who's a hand puppet of China, tells you to do something. The fact of the matter is, if it is in violation of the Constitution, you are not expected in any way to do that. It is against your duty as an American. And we need to see a lot more of this. This includes our soldiers. What's very disturbing right now with soldiers is that there's a lot of obedience within our rank and file. In Australia, they are now training aggressively for civil riots, and they're using the regular armed forces to do that, and they're using methods now with shields and with dogs to take down their practice demonstrations. Militaries in this country alone have have also been training for riots. So there is a knowledge and a feeling of what's coming is going to be a really significant collapse. One thing to be very aware of is that if there is a collapse, an economic collapse, this next step in all of this is going to be martial law. And I would not root that in because the problem we have with our military is we've already seen, say, take the example of the woman up in New Jersey who posted on her Facebook page a picture of the school's rules of supporting LGBTQ. She objected to it. A local lieutenant colonel used his bridge and relationship, and he was part of the PSYOP Corps, used his bridge and relationship with the local police to have her harassed for doing that until she took her post down. That's the sort of tyranny we're talking about. It's an embedded tyranny of a bunch of perverts that are in our program and in our government that have seated themselves in and are not going to let go of their power because ultimately what their objective is is to destroy the United States or reform the United States in terms of their vision of what they want it to be. And that vision is not constitutional. But here's the good news. 
And this is something to hang on to very strongly, and we're going to be talking a whole lot more about this in the coming weeks. 86% of Americans in a recent survey that I've seen, a very, very good survey with a massive survey base at a very local level that did not go, that sampled everybody regardless of race, religion, or political orientation. And those are important metrics to look at. 86% of Americans love their nation, are proud to be American, and love their families. And those same 86% are fed up with this government. Those are huge number shifts. That means we have the numbers, and it also shows you why they are working so hard to convince everybody that we are divided. The fact of the matter is that we are very united on the common belief of America, preserving America and preserving families. And when you have that much unity, we're, very, we're literally walking together in a principle, and hear my words, in the principle and concept of living within the body of Christ. That's a huge issue here. And, and this is why they work so hard as a minority to highlight instances locally, to highlight the idea that we're no longer supposed to be what we believe, that we hate America, America needs to be remade. None of that's true. But since they control the mechanisms of power and they control the mechanisms of the major information platforms, that's what they continue to parrot. Their war and their greatest tool in this war is information. Our greatest counteroffensive always is truth and our biblical foundation of where we stand. Those two things together are deadly weapons of a counteroffensive, and it's something we have to continue to use at an aggressive level. I've said it many, many times, and I, I mean this. Each person out here right now has an obligation to be engaging with truth every day and every opportunity. We're not at a preparing for war. We're not at a uh, a positioning for war. We're literally in the war right now and things are getting more critical and we see that on a global level and what that translates to is that they are panicked. And whether you read it tonight, today or not, I don't know, but the fact is that even Fox News has joined, not that I had any faith in Fox News, but even Fox News has joined the conglomerate of PSYOP running media organizations to, to a total blackout on President Trump's visit to East Palestine. Nobody is covering it. And what I've seen from what he's done, this I'm going to be quite frank. I, this is the old President Trump we haven't seen for a while. This is the President Trump lingering with the people, being with the people, bringing water in at his own expense and doing things. We need some sort of leadership. I'm happy to see that if we have it. And the best thing I always love about President Trump is he always, I don't care a lot, a lot of things on this. This is important. He always manages to piss off every single person on the left, which is always enjoyable to watch heads explode. Fact of the matter is that they are on a full scale war to suppress and to redirect truth. And why that is happening is because so much is percolating up. As people are becoming increasingly aware of what these cr criminals have done, centering first and foremost on a vax that is causing mass destruction and death in this United States, they know that their time has come and the clock is ticking. And as we continue to wake up to the relevance of where we are, each one of us has the responsibility to become very clear on what our duty is in this nation. Our duty as Americans has always been stated from the Declaration of Independence that we have the duty to throw off such forms of tyranny, and this is tyranny. Here's a piece right here from a 101st Airborne Veteran, something I think everybody needs to hear. He is from World War II. Young people, freedom is not free. 
Someone always has to pay the price. The price is high, but Americans have always been willing to pay it when necessary. My advice to you is to keep yourself prepared because it may be your turn the next time freedom is threatened. Freedom is threatened, patriots. It is our time. It is our turn. We have a legacy of people, regardless of the true sense of war, that were willing to sacrifice themselves for this nation over the 240 plus years we've been around. And these people have laid down the ultimate cost to preserve freedom and preserve this Constitution. We're very awake right now. We understand very clearly that the Constitution is not actually being employed. We understand that our government is a tyrannical dictatorship working with corporate entities to try to strip away every last bit of freedom we have. We understand that this same cabal of tyranny handlers, handlers are, have been willing to sacrifice and kill Americans and people globally with their trust networks, hospitals, and government agencies to deliver a bioweapon into the veins of people and to kill them on spot or destroy them internally. This is a level of evil that we've never imagined. It has shaken us in many ways. It has been difficult to get through. It has divided us. And it is time now that we take a stand to heal, bridge, and stand as one. That puts the greatest onus and burden on those that have suffered through this and taken a stand against this tyranny. That's that 19%. My optics are right there. That 19% will change the world. That 19% is the 19% that's willing to say, you know what, I don't trust the dollar, I'll put my money in gold and silver. You know what, I don't trust relying on the grocery store, I'll raise my own food, store my own food, and I'll prepare myself to defend my home. That 19% is the 19% that says, I'm not listening to the government, I'm putting my loyalty to God and through my heart and put my heart in Jesus. And that same 19% is the one that will rock this economy, show the other people how to survive, build bridges, unite the communities, and in the end, lead them to a greater America, an America that we dream with and dream about, that will ultimately be the light and the city on the hill that will lead the world. That is us. And that 19% is now should be awake and alive, armed and ready for what is to come. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are blessed to be here tonight, blessed with this amazing fellowship that you have given us that expands the globe, blessed to be in union. And as we talk about the things and challenges that we face, to know that through you, with you, through the body of Christ, we are able to stand as one across our nation state borders, uniting ourselves against an evil that spans the globe. Father God, we just pray right now for the resolve and strength in the hearts of the many to find to have people encouraged to dig deeper into their love and strength in Jesus, to empower the warrior Christ that is in within all of us, to be ready and prepared to flip tables and stand within the temples and challenge the Pharisees, not to be hesitant, but to move forward mightily with the sword of the Spirit and knowing that we have the resolve in our heart and we have the resources which you have provided to stand through this time. Father, let us also know that as we stand in union with you, that you will guide us and protect us, that all that we need will be provided as long as we continue to maintain our trust in you. So thank you, Father, for what you've done. Thank you for continuing to guide us in this glorious fight. Thank you for letting us live during this time. May we work diligently and never fail you in our pursuit of restoring this land to the glory of kingdom. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots. It's a glorious time to be alive. 
It is a glorious time to stand against this evil and to confront this evil, to destroy this evil, and to leave a future for our children that is truly optimistic and hopeful, all within the love of God. Don't ever lose hope. Don't ever step back from this fight because it is a mighty time for us to be the warriors that God intended us to be. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue and crush the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.